0: All right, LA. Appreciate you guys tuning in. We'll go till uh, nine o'clock tonight. Mike Trudell, beat reporter for the Lakers, will come on in about a half hour or so. Brad Turner, at eight thirty, uh, covers the Lakers for the LA Times. will join in on the show as well. As you guys know, eight seven 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 ten ESPN. Apparently, um, we might weave in and out of basketball tonight because. Uh, Greg has told me I'm a I'm I'm a catfishing expert. Like people come to me, they spend a lot of time with me when it comes to catfishing stories. Uh, I don't know what's going on, Laker fans. I don't know what's going on. I, unbelievable that this has become that big of a story. So uh, we'll we'll save the conversation tonight for some Laker topics, and then if you want to talk about uh, some catfishing, then feel free to uh, call me at 877 710 ESPN. Unbelievable, by the way. Honestly, I'm, I'm doing all my research today. Uh, just coming up with Lakers stories and Lakers topics. Here we are, under a month away. Actually, not under a month. Right, right around one month away from uh, the playoffs starting, playing tournament, all this stuff. And I'm trying to get some Laker angles and all the everything's catfishing. I don't, it's unbelievable to me how uh, how big of a story that this has uh, has that this has become. Um, okay, so this is uh, this is kind of. Where we are from a Laker perspective, and I mentioned this yesterday in the post game show. I do want to kind of start off the show with this: um, Lakers, in my opinion, have survived the toughest stretch of their season so far, and that's a combination of the schedule. That's a combination of LeBron James and Anthony Davis out. Remember what what was all the chatter coming into April? A lot of the chatter was. Uh, this is going to be the month where the Lakers fall in the NBA standings, and that's not, you know, that's not a shock or a surprise. It's this is the predicament. This is who the Lakers have on their schedule. They go nine games in a row versus playoff teams. No LeBron, no Anthony Davis. LeBron's been out since uh, March 20th. This was supposed to be the time that the Lakers would eventually start falling in the standings. Uh, the injury of LeBron and AD, that was supposed to put the Lakers potentially in a, okay, where are they going to fall back? Are they going to be in the playing tournament now? Are they going to be even further back than the seventh or the eighth seed? That was the chatter that we had, and then here we are now, April 20th. Uh, Lakers have five games left in the month of April, and the Lake Show in the NBA standings kind of sitting in a solid spot, fifth place in the Western Conference. Fifth place in the Western Conference – when I think everybody just assumed, okay, that's not going to be the case. Lakers, they're going to – and by the way, I, I was, you know, I am i wasn't sitting there as well saying, oh, Lakers will be just fine. I, I was looking at the schedule like everybody else and kind of wondering and questioning how far the Lakers' drop will be. So they're 35-23. and 23. Yes, they lost to the Jazz yesterday. Okay, no surprise. Rudy Gobert comes back uh, um, Mike Conley Jr. comes back, Derek Favors, Donovan Mitchell still out. No surprise, Lakers, uh, they lose that game, but they split the series against the Utah Jazz. I think you got to feel pretty good if you're a Lakers fan out there and hear the Lakers taking um, one of those two games against the Jazz. So you're 35-23, and 23, sitting in fifth place in the Western Conference. You're two and a half games back from the Denver Nuggets. A little bit of a surprise there simply because Jamal Murray is out. You're in front of Portland by two games, and Portland, I think, has the Clippers tonight. So uh, this might be one of those rare games that if the Clippers actually beat the Blazers, you might be okay with that. Um, and then Dallas, you have a four-game cushion on the Dallas Mavericks. That's going to be your next two opponents. Dallas sitting in seventh place in the Western Conference. So the reason why I mention all this is what was supposed to be a month where the Lakers struggled, none of that really came to fruition. Um, Lakers kept their head above water. I'm, I'm not here trying to tell you that the Lakers played flawless basketball. I'm not here trying to tell you that the Lakers are a perfect team and they have no holes. By no means am I saying that. But what I am saying is this, in my opinion, was the toughest stretch of the season and you survived. Partially you survived because you played around 500 basketball, which is good enough. Partially you survived because... If Anthony Davis does not come back on Thursday against the Dallas Mavericks, he very, very well can potentially come back in that game on Saturday against the Dallas Mavericks. So help is on the way. And I think that's the, you know, the main thing I take away from this last 30 to 60 days or so for the Lakers, you're in a pretty damn good position. I mean, your position right now uh, for this uh, upcoming playoff run, it looks like you're going to have your guys back. It looks like your two best players are not only going to be healthy, but they're going to be fresh for this playoff run in the sense that you didn't wear them down during the regular season. Um, I mean, hell, Anthony Davis has missed 35 games this year, 30 in a row. LeBron James has been out since March 20. When's the last time LeBron James had this much... I don't want to use the word rest because rest would mean he's just hanging out. He's not. He's rehabbing, trying to get back for the Lakers. But when has he had this much time in between playing games in the regular season before this postseason run? Um, I think for me, what I learned from this Lakers team over this stretch run uh, over these last couple of months, I think I learned a lot about the role players for the Lakers. I learned a lot about the coaching staff for the Lakers. Um, this is a team built with no excuses. I, I've mentioned that mentioned that a couple of times. You know, obviously, I, I get the chance to do the post game show and um, watching and listening to the games and and having reaction and listening to reaction in the uh, post game show with coach and listening to him pregame, all that stuff. I mean, anytime they're talking, we're obviously covering it. Um, one of the things I've learned with this team, and I think it starts with the coaching staff. Nobody made any excuses when the Lakers had all these injuries. Nobody coach would come on my favorite is coach in the post game because coach if the lakers win uh, he's going to talk for eight or nine minutes and he's going to expand on things and he's going to talk about how certain players are certain playing a certain way and certain role players are stepping up into a bigger role he's going to get into all the details if they lose (laughs) coach has got short answers let me get to the point let me get the hell out of here because you can just tell that every game that he walks into he's expecting to win The team has made no excuses all season long, and you know I think there's a lot that you could take away from these last couple months, even without LeBron James and without Anthony Davis. Uh, By the way, quick shout out here: Valvoline Instant Oil Change, home of the 15-minute drive-through oil change. Visit SoCalOilChange.com for locations and coupons today. One of our newest sponsors here to Lakers Talk. We greatly, greatly appreciate their partnership. Just pull up, drive in, and drive out. In about 15 minutes, you can get, uh, obviously, your uh, your car back up to par and get an oil change. Um, so when I say it's a team built with no excuses, I think there's great chemistry, camaraderie. Some of the things I enjoy watching with this Lakers team is LeBron's at every game. Ad's at every game. Jared Dudley's at every game. Um, there was a game. I forget who the Lakers played. Maybe it was the Brooklyn game. There was like six guys in street clothes. All of them on this road trip. All of them cheering on their play. You know that that's that says something. And if the difference between winning a championship and not, um, it could come down to chemistry. And I don't think that's something that the Lakers have to worry about. I, th- I think it was in the Brooklyn game. You had. LeBron in street clothes, Anthony Davis, Jared Dudley, Wesley Matthews, Marcus All and Kyle Kuzma, something like that. I think it was the Brooklyn game. And you had more guys on the bench sitting there, a part of the timeouts, uh, cheering on their guys when something good happened. You want to see that from your team. So th- these are some of the things I've learned with the best players being out. Um, players that I enjoyed watching the most. Okay, KCP looks like he's coming back to uh, that, that postseason form that he was in last season. You guys remember KCP in that bubble, no hesitation, locking down locking down guys on defense. There was no second guessing, none of that stuff. Um, he was fantastic in that postseason run, and you're starting to feel like that KCP that we were accustomed to last season, you're starting to get a little bit more of Dennis Schroeder. Uh, I think, you know, over this these last couple of months, it's very, very easy to appreciate what Dennis Schroeder does on a night-in-night-out basis. He might have a game, and I know I hear Laker fans say, well, he wasn't efficient. Oh, you know what, he had too many turnovers. Okay, that's fine. You're right about that. But one thing you don't question with Dennis Schroeder, dude's a fighter. Guy's going to come out every single game, a loose ball, he's the one diving for it. Um, going down with some type of an injury, finding a way to get back up and just keep going. I'll, I'll go down the list. Markeith Morris um in my opinion, the most underrated player on this Lakers roster. Uh, he's obviously kind of filled in a role for the Lakers. Tht's number you know is going to be called at some point in the postseason. He's getting a tremendous amount of development so far. Um, so a lot of a lot of things you can walk away with, and what we originally thought was going to be doomsday in April, has not transpired. You know, none of that came into fruition. And I think there are a lot of reasons for that, but you got to give props to a lot of these Lakers role players, the coaches, like I mentioned, because Lakers are going to have some help coming here pretty soon. And it could be on Thursday with Anthony Davis back, which means we're only going to get healthier. We're only going to get, obviously, every day we're a little bit closer to our two stars and uh, and still sitting in a good spot in the Western Conference. I'll take fifth place in the West. The season ended today and Lakers ended up in fifth. Ideally, you want to get to fourth, have home court against Denver just to have home court. Um, but you know, to avoid the Clippers or avoid Utah or avoid the Suns in the first round, okay, that's a win. That's obviously, uh, that's obviously a win if Lakers can uh, can get in that spot. Okay, quick shout out here. Pack your victory dance to go all in on fun at Harris Resort SoCal. From dining to unwinding, fun is a sure bet at the best resort in uh, Funner, California. Looking for a getaway, trying to get away for a couple of days. You don't want to take a flight. There's still obviously a lot of different COVID restrictions when it comes to traveling, or maybe you just feel safer because you can be a drive away. Uh, Harris Resort, SoCal. Very simple. Are you game for a getaway? Start planning your trip by visiting harrissoCal.com. A couple things I want to do when we come back. Number one, um, Laker fans, what'd you learn from these Laker role players over the last couple of months? What'd you like? What'd you dislike? Are there things from the coaching staff that you learned over the last couple of months? Are you surprised that the Lakers are sitting where they are with all these injuries that they had, 877-710-ESPN? Plus, I want to talk about Anthony Davis when uh, when we come back. He's coming back soon. What are the expectations for AD? We'll do that coming up next. Stay right here, Lakers Talk on 710-ESPN.
1: Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. I
0: appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, 877-710-ESPN. Talking about this uh, Lakers stretch, this – month of April where we thought uh, Lakers can just fall in that standings. By the way, it wasn't just April, it was March as well and how, much, how difficult it was going to be, second half of the season, look how tough the schedule is, LeBron and AD miss an extended period of time. They're Lakers sitting in fifth place, fifth place in the Western Conference. So if you want to chat on that, uh, what you learned from some of these Lakers role players over the last couple of months, the coaching staff, what do you think the Lakers position right now, fifth place in the West? Do you like where they're sitting under all the circumstances? You could uh, feel free to shoot us a call. Um, okay, another thing I want to get into. Anthony Davis. So he could very well return. Um, He could come back uh, by Thursday, which is uh, game one against the Dallas Mavericks, game two against the Mavs doing a two-game set in Dallas. It's coming up on Saturday. So what can we expect from AD when he returns? Um, You know, I think that's a a fair question because Coach has already talked about this. By the way, every single post-game interview – uh, yesterday, everybody just keeps talking about A.D. and LeBron now. We're we're that close, you know. It's been obviously a long stretch. Anthony Davis, we haven't seen him since Valentine's Day. February 14th is when A.D. went down against Denver, uh, made a move on Jokic, and that was it. Uh, call it a wrap there. So here we are now over, what is it, nine weeks, something along those lines. Um, every time I've talked about Anthony Davis and I think about his expectations, I think I was trying to will this. I don't know how much I believed it. But I remember when AD trade when the Lakers traded for Anthony Davis. I started talking about how um, I thought Anthony Davis will be the he'll have a better shot at MVP than LeBron James. And I was trying to make that case simply because my thought process was okay. Well, LeBron's you know he's getting up there in age. Here comes Anthony Davis. AD is walking into his prime. Oh no no! It- LeBron is going to allow Anthony Davis to be the man. And LBJ will be more strategic and kind of pace himself. Okay, I was wrong last year because that wasn't the case. AD was, no question about it, the best player in the world, and no question about it, not even close. Hands down, the best player on this Lakers roster. Then the offseason came again. And again, I tried. I think I'm was. I th- i think I'm trying to sell myself on this. I come out in you know, the summer, or not the summer, but in the offseason, which was obviously, what was that, November, whatever the case was. And I start making a case again, saying, okay, Anthony Davis this year. Yeah, just uh, watch out for AD. AD's got a better shot to be MVP this year than he did last. Okay, I went on with that that chat in that conversation. The reality is, again, LeBron James at age 36, still the most valuable player in the NBA, no question about it, still the most valuable player on this Lakers team. So what can we expect from Anthony Davis when he comes back? We know that um, – We know he's going to be on a minutes restriction. Um, Over time, I think all anybody is asking for from Anthony Davis is um, just hopefully he's healthy, right? That he was away from the game long enough to whatever nagging injuries that he had, whatever maybe mental concerns that he had from a confidence perspective. Okay, am I going to re-injure this, this calf strain that he had? The hope is is that all that is gone, that we don't have to worry about that specifically anymore for the Lakers, and Anthony Davis is just moving back in the right direction. I don't know how much, I don't know how long it's going to take for him to be the AD that you know we're obviously accustomed to and that we're looking for. But the reality is, Anthony Davis, um, he he's going to find his way back, and I think the key for him is just not thinking about that injury at all. So. Uh, however long that takes, and maybe that's two weeks from now, maybe it's three weeks, maybe it's a week from now we start seeing the Anthony Davis that we're accustomed to uh, playing his type of game, dropping 25 points, 12 rebounds, a couple block shots. That's Anthony Davis. Um, I I find myself wanting AD to take over the franchise. You know, you just kind of naturally say, okay, well, just look at AD's. We know he's going to be the future. Um, We know... Just his age and and the position. This is the prime of his career that he's walking into. Um, But the reality is, it's still LeBron's team. It's still LeBron's league. But if AD can help carry the team once he gets back, that's all that matters. And Anthony Davis understands that. The rest of the squad understands that. I think there's definitely been some benefits to this spot that the Lakers have been in. Without a lot of their main players, and all I'm simply saying there is, I think a lot of these role players um, learned how to not depend on the the two main guys over this stretch. They're depending on each other, um, but the the franchise is definitely different from the moment he left. When when Ad went down with his injury back in February or back on February 14th, the team was just in a different spot. What's changed? The biggest change, Andre Drummond. So. Andre Drummond was not part of the Lakers when Anthony Davis was still playing. Now Andre Drummond comes on this Lakers team, and I, I've I've been I've been hitting on this the last couple of shows that I've done. Um, Andre Drummond has some holes in his game. Let's just say that. Well, those holes that he has are what are Anthony Davis's strengths, and the holes that AD might have, not many at all, are Andre Drummond's strengths. So these two dudes are definitely going to be complementing each other the entire you know remainder of the season for however long these two play together. Um, we know Andre Drummond's, Andre Drummond's going to do a, a lot of the dirty work for the Lakers. Um, we'll do a lot of the things that maybe AD doesn't prefer to do until later in the game. I'm talking about the fourth quarter. AD's okay. I got to go play the five. I got to go handle this, that, or whatever the case is. Okay, I'll do it. But AD is going to do it. Um, when he needs to do it, he'd probably prefer not to do it the entire game. So I, I can't wait to see Anthony Davis and Andre Drummond together. Have no idea what defenses will do about that combination. Honestly, I just kind of really think about what those two players in the front court are going to be like. Every time I mention it to Michael Thompson, I'm like, Michael, how are teams going to stop Anthony Davis and uh, and Andre Drummond? How are teams going to stop AD and AD? Michael's like, I don't know. I really have no idea how they're going to stop him. They're not going to stop them. So there's going to be that curiosity once Andre or once Anthony Davis comes back. It's going to take him some time. I'm, I'm sure he's going to need time to get his conditioning back. I'm sure he's going to need time to get his timing back. I'm sure it's going to take a little bit of time to get accustomed to playing with some of these players on this Lakers team because LeBron James is not there and he's not setting every play up. But with all that being said, you know, you look at this Lakers team, you look at this roster. I, I, uh, I can't wait to see when Anthony Davis comes back because he's going to be the first player back between AD and LeBron, how that Andre Drummond mix is going to work. Uh, Laker fans, what are you expecting from Anthony Davis when he returns? 8 7, 7, 7 10 ESPN. How do teams counter that front court for the Lakers, AD and AD? Honestly, I what are they going to do on a night-in, night-out basis? I, I get asked this question a, a ton. Um, I get asked the question about... When you look at the Western Conference, you look at the East, and you look at specific teams that you think might challenge the Lakers, Lakers got so much size. And that was such a key part of Lakers' championship run last year, the size that they have, right? I mean, there's a lot of conversation about, um, you know, obviously how big uh, the Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee, Anthony Davis, what that combination was. And then the Lakers didn't bring back Dwight, and they didn't bring back JaVale. And there are a lot of Laker fans that, you know, kept emphasizing, well, well, what are we going to do? You got to have those players. You don't have enough size, and it's just kind of that conversation continued. They grab Andre Drummond. I think that that certainly has quieted some of that noise. Um, but this is uh, this is certainly going to be uh, a unique opportunity to see how these two fit together. Okay, Mike Trudell. When we come back, so Trudell, as always, um, as good as uh, as good as it gets covering the uh, the Lakers. I'll ask him. Uh, Just what he thinks of where the Lakers are at. If he's surprised that through all the injuries the Lakers are sitting where they are sitting. Um, I know as we get through the show as well, uh, there's some good, interesting clips that came from Kyle Kuzma yesterday talking about um, working AD back onto the team. So we'll get into that. Uh, Kuzma also talked about closing lineups and how that's going to be kind of an interesting dynamic for the Lakers as the season progresses. So we'll do all that coming up next. Mike Trudell coming up. Stay right here. Appreciate you guys tuning in. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN.
2: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be.
0: I appreciate you guys being a part of the show. We'll go till uh, 9 o'clock. Well, let me welcome in uh, Mike Trudell, beat reporter for the uh, the Lakers, sideline reporter for Spectrum Sportsnet. Mike, what's going on? Thank you for taking some time. Hey, Alan, how are you? Doing okay, man. Doing all right. Uh, you know, just was well, starting off the show, and I'll get your thoughts on this. But you know, a- April was supposed to be, and, and certainly when LeBron went out on, on March 20th, this was supposed to be, in my opinion, the toughest stretch for the Lakers. Combination of you got a tough schedule. And then, of course, the, the bigger problem is LeBron and Anthony Davis were both out. Um, we might get AD back as soon as Thursday. Maybe it's Saturday. Whatever the case is, we know he's coming back soon. Just keeping all that into consideration, you look at the standings. Here are Lakers sitting in fifth place. Are, are you surprised where the Lakers are after all some of the challenges that they've had over the last couple of months?
3: I mean, if anything, I think that the Lakers are in a really good spot, all things considered. You know, to be 12 games over 500 in a season in which Anthony Davis has been out since February 12th, uh, that alone is pretty impressive. And then even perhaps more impressive, LeBron James missing this much time. There's almost never been a – well, first of all, Alan. LeBron never misses times, but when he has missed times, his teams have really struggled, mm-hmm. and that even includes when he goes to the bench. So, yeah, I think the, I think you'll take it, uh, especially considering what the potential playoff matchups are. I don't know if there's a huge difference between Utah in the one seed and Dallas in the seven. Even you know, look, Utah's a better team, but that's not a, just a, a for sure, stamp it. Utah would win that series. I think just considering Luka Doncic and how he could potentially close games, and Utah as a bit more of a system regular season team, so. I think the Lakers have to be uh, pretty pleased, all things considered, including the short offseason and last year's marathon.
0: Mike, um, you know, just uh, kind of paying attention to the schedule that the Lakers got coming up these next two games against the Dallas Mavericks. Um, I, I guess, yes, every game could be critical. You and I can sit here, we can make that case. But I, I think the fact that you just said whether you're playing the Jazz or you're playing the Mavericks, you're going to have challenges in the first round. Are you are you paying attention to these games and um, like let's say you would if the Lakers were healthy and, you know, this because okay, get the number one so you get the number two. Do you pay that much attention to the standings the way you did in the past or do you find yourself paying a little bit less attention because of the circumstances?
3: So I personally pay attention to it constantly just because I think it's interesting and it's kind of fun to look at. So if there's a pace that I look at more than anything else, on my phone, it's the NBA app and the standings and same thing when I'm on my computer. So I am guilty, certainly, of standings watching and of thinking about matchups, but I don't think the Lakers as a team need to be. I don't think they should be concerned with it really at all. And partly, it's just because their most important thing, and this is obvious, but it's getting LeBron and AD back because if they're healthy, again, I don't really care that much what the matchup is. So they're going to be favored. They're going to feel like the favorite. They're If they have to go to any given arena, and win a game to to get home court. Let's say that if they're, if they're not a top four seed, that shouldn't be a problem. They won 17 straight road games in the Western Conference last season. Mm-hmm. I think that this year they're overall more talented than they were last year. Now maybe there's less cohesion at this time of the year as there was last year. Uh, but again, once they had all of the cohesion built up, and we remember, you know, just over a, a year ago now they had those two wins against Milwaukee and the Clippers. And then they didn't play for three months up until the bubble started and they picked it right back up. And I think that's a credit to LeBron and Frank Vogel and AD more than anything else. So, yeah, I think that the other teams that should potentially face the Lakers in round one are probably going to be a little bit more concerned about it than they are. And that's just based on history and based on what the accomplishments of the team would be.
0: Mike Trudell, uh, beat reporter for the Lakers, sideline reporter for Spectrum Sportsnet, uh, as good as it gets in the business, covering the Lakers, spending some time on Lakers talk here. Um, Mike, we, we got a chance, like you mentioned, uh, we spent a lot of times obviously watching the the role players over the last couple of months, and role players' roles increased because of necessity. There there was no choice here. Without LeBron Anthony Davis, they couldn't look over their shoulder and say, OK, well, LeBron will save us here or AD will will save us what are some stuff you take away from these role players, specific players that stuck out to you, maybe something you learned from a guy that you didn't know over the course of this stretch that uh, that you didn't know before?
3: Yeah, I think that's been the part where if you want to take the optimist perspective, and all of this assumes that LeBron and AD eventually um, do get back healthy, but the optimist perspective would be that Frank Vogel's had a chance to basically engage the entire roster, throughout this point of the season where guys have gotten a lot more minutes than they typically would have if LeBron and AD were playing their 30 to 35 minutes per game. And you can see the benefits in the all-around game for a guy like Kyle Kuzma, who's had to do a little bit of everything. Sometimes he's been the leading scorer. Sometimes he's been uh, just a guy that goes in and attacks the glass. Sometimes he's focused on his defense. Right? All of that stuff. I think that Dennis Schroeder has really had a, a chance to, to put himself into the primary ball-handling role. And while that's not something that you want him to have to do in a a postseason run, I think the experience of doing it is going to help him once LeBron gets back and then he gets to move to a more secondary spot. Drummond, I think it's going to be really important for him to keep getting some minutes here as LeBron and AD get integrated back into things so that he can kind of figure out what his best role on the team is going to be. And then off the bench, I mean, those, by the way, are bench guys Mm -hmm. who, who have turned into starters, but now off the bench, of course, THC, has really emerged just at his season high of 24 points. I think that he's kind of earning the, the, the ultimate trust of the coaching staff, which we know he had some of. And then Alex Caruso, who to me, should always be up there for the best bench players in the NBA, but doesn't get talked about, Alex, because he doesn't have the county stats. But if you look at his on-off numbers, if you look at the just how well the team plays when he's in the game, that's something they knew, but again, has been sort of just stamped in and tattooed on that much more. So uh, there's there's a lot that has been learned, I think, about this team. And ultimately, it's just that they have a lot of really good role players who need the stars to ultimately be the team that we thought they'd be. And that's by design, right? That's how Rob Palenka built the team.
0: Mike, I, I know it's a good problem to have, but the way you just described and listed off all those players, I'm sure there's going to come times where – Uh, Many of these playoff games, there's no guarantee or lock that you're going to close out a game. Okay, maybe the starters are set, right? Maybe we know exactly what the five starters are going to be. How do you think Coach kind of shuffles closing out games and – Uh, do you you think it's just going to come down to what player is playing the best, what makes most sense? It doesn't have to be where I think a lot of other teams, there's kind of a set closing five that you know, okay, five minutes left in the game, most likely this this team is going to close with this. How do you think Coach handles the the last five, seven, ten minutes of a game because the team is 13 deep or so?
3: Yeah, I know that was a talking point last night after the game, and I know that some of the players were asked about, hey, what do you think the closing lineup is going to be? and we we should remember back to last season, and the Lakers didn't really have one that they had to go to every time throughout their run. Uh, Frank Vogel was able to switch it up. The two guys, of course, you know, are going to be in there, are LeBron and AD. More often than not, it's going to be KCP. Uh, Last year, Danny Green was in a lot of closing laps, but not all of them. Rondo had supplanted him to some extent in the postseason. Um, Other nights, they used Kuzma. Sometimes it was Caruso, right? Sometimes it was... Uh, I'm I'm trying to think. Yeah, I mean Marquise Morris got in there, and by sure. the way, he's been playing really good basketball mm-hmm. lately. So that like there are all these different options, but I think the bottom line is that if you if you really when it all comes down to it, Frank Vogel can still use a group that he used to close games last year and just sub in either Alex Caruso for Danny Green with the rest of the starters, and then either Drummond or Gasol in at the five if you want. But most likely your best lineup is AD at the five. So AD at the five, LeBron at the four. KCP in at the two. At the three, you can go with Kuz, right? Somebody, again, that you have that continuity with from last year. And then you can bring in Caruso. But as we just mentioned, Alan, there are so many other options there. I think that Bobo he either can play the hot hand or he can just focus on the best defensive matchup. And I, that, that's where, to me, it's, it's actually more of an advantage than it is a disadvantage. When you have guys that can kind of come in uh, and midstream and give you a different look and it all plays off two stars, then you're fine and what those groups are going to be. I think it's going to be more of a feel thing, and we saw it work last year
0: just fine. Well, well Mike, and I think that's such a great point. I mean, we saw this that postseason run last season. You know, teams – Portland's going to play one way, right? And they have one way that – one style of basketball they could play. At that time, the Rockets, when James Harden was there, um, they, they have one style to play. Denver, go down the list, Miami – the Lakers had the ability because they were so deep, and you mentioned it, you know, at the beginning of this conversation about Rob Palenka. By design, this roster is the way it is. Um, this is a good problem to have, and we'll see, you know, how those scenarios play out. But um, was curious to get your thoughts because I know it was brought up yesterday as well. Um, Mike Trudell. Beat writer for the Lakers, sideline reporter for Spectrum Sportsnet, taking some time to join Lakers talk. Um, Mike, I'm going to read off a uh, a quote here. You, you had a conversation with Dennis Schroeder after the game on Saturday. Lakers beat the Jazz. And he said, when AD and LeBron come back, it's going to be really scary. I know that's a very simple quote. I know that that's not an earth-shattering or anything like that. But when you read that and you kind of take into mind how long it's been since the Lakers have had – all their pieces. And now you're adding Andre Drummond to the mix, so even Anthony Davis hasn't got a chance to play with Drummond. LeBron hasn't got a chance to play with Drummond. When the Lakers are at full strength, and hopefully that is sooner than later, um, just give me your overall thoughts on this team walking into the playoffs. If there are some teams out there that you think are legitimate threats or uh, do you feel like if the Lakers are healthy, this is very similar to last season where they'll be the favorites coming in again.
3: Oh, they're the favorite. Yeah, there's, there's just to me, there's no question. They're the clear favorite. Uh, I think they proved what they needed to prove last year. We know that LeBron James. We know what he does. We know who he is. We know that AD is AD. So I like clearly those guys are going to want to show uh, that they are back to being healthy. Uh, but we're, we're assuming that, right? Not neither of these injuries were uh, neither one of them had a surgery, right, or uh, an operation or something that they had to come back from. It's a high ankle sprain um, for LeBron. and It's a calf strain for AD. That they, they've said has been healthy now for a little bit, but they're just trying to make sure that he's conditioned enough to the point where he's not. So that gives me some comfort, just knowing that these are, these are injuries that they are experienced with uh, They day is, is, is in the training staff. Like they, they to got back for those types of things. It's not, it's not this whole off season regimen or anything. So um, that's, that's the one thing there. And then I think if you look around the rest of the Western conference, the Denver loss of Jamal Murray uh, is a big one. Uh, I thought that they have emerged since they got Aaron Gordon as the team that was probably the second best team in the West uh, when everybody's fully healthy. Now the Clippers would have a lot to say about that. I think that would have been if they were to rematch as the last year's conference semis. I think it would have been another really good series, and I just would I would give Denver a slight edge uh, with Jokic down the stretch being able to get them better shots even than what Kawhi and Paul George are able to generate for the Clippers. But, you know, that, I think that would have been a real one. Uh, and I think Rondo helps the Clippers, too. So those, to me, are actually probably that, the next tier of teams in the West, even though Utah's number one, Phoenix is number two, and the Suns are actually probably playing even a little bit better right now than Utah is. So I, I, all those teams are good, but I don't think any of them have shown something this year that should make us stray from what we know about the Lakers and what we think we can assume once they get their horses back. And so to that end, Alan, nothing has really changed, honestly, from before the season uh, where like in terms of how I saw the standings playing out other than Utah being a little bit better. And I think the reason is because they have the best continuity in the league. They're top eight rotation players back from last year, plus Derek favors who played for Utah for six seasons. And they haven't gotten anybody hurt up until the point where Donovan Mitchell went down with the ankle last week and then Phoenix Phoenix has only missed eight games to starters all year Wow! so there you go like that that's why those guys are one and two in the west it's not because they're better than the Lakers or even to an extent the Clippers or the Nuggets and uh that you know if, if you've been watching the league closely and, and I know you have it none of that's really evolved right none of that has changed that much from the preseason
0: Mike great stuff buddy I appreciate the time enjoy uh the rest of your night with your family all right man
3: all right. Thanks a lot. Take
0: care, man. All right, that's uh, Mike Trudell right there. Uh, best in the business. I tell Mike every time I run into him at Staples Center. I told him last time uh, he does these three things to know before every game. I'm doing the pregame show with Michael Thompson. So every day before the uh, pregame show, I'm going on. Uh, Mike, what do you got? Three things to know. What do you, What do you give me some information about tonight's game? No, he he really is the best uh, covering the Lakers, and uh, appreciate his time. Okay, let let's do this when we come back. I know we got some callers on hold. Uh, 710 ESPN. Um, let's look at the threats in the in, just in each conference. Who are the threats right now to the Lakers? Western Conference, Eastern Conference. Who is a legitimate threat to the Lakers? Listen, I I couldn't agree more with Dennis Schroeder saying when AD and LeBron comes back, it's going to be really scary. Couldn't agree with Mike Trudell saying what's really changed from the beginning of the season to um to this point. Has anything really changed? I, I know we're going to sit here and say, okay, well the Lakers have to be healthy. Every team's got to be healthy. So it's not just the Lakers. Every team. If Utah doesn't have Donovan Mitchell, what do you think happens? Denver just lost Jamal Murray, unfortunately, and I continue to emphasize how unfortunate that loss is because that's a young, upcoming team that you want to see them uh, get their cracks at at the Western Conference. And they got to the Western Conference finals last year. No team wins without, without being healthy. So Um, I want to talk about the biggest threats to the Lakers when we do come back. Appreciate you guys being a part of the show. I'll take some of these phone calls, 877-710-ESPN. This is Lakers Talk on ESPN LA. Uh, what are we, April 20th right now, so we're about a little over a month away from uh, the NBA playoffs starting here in 2021. Lakers got a chance to go back-to-back. Anthony Davis expected to make his return. He's been out for 30 straight games. Expected to make his return. It could happen as early as um Thursday. Maybe it happens Saturday. If it doesn't happen in those two games, certainly it's going to happen, it looks like, sometime in this uh, four-game road trip that the Lakers have. eight, seven, 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 ten. 710 espn Let me take a couple uh, phone calls here. And, by the way, thank you to Mike Trudell again for, uh, for taking some time. Steve and La Habra. Steve, what's going on? Thank you for calling in.
4: I always love your show. I just wanted to say um, George Mikan, mm-hmm. Wilt Chamberlain, Jerry West, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Magic Johnson, Shaq, Kobe, LeBron, Anthony Davis. Which one doesn't fit here as being a Lakers leader? Anthony Davis did win when he... How many playoffs games did he win when he was with the Pelicans? Uh, or Series 1?
0: I think he won one series.
4: I mean, come on, bro. As big and dominant as he should be, mm-hmm. um, he should have won more than one series. You know, LeBron had some hacks on some of those teams.
0: Well, it, well, it, Steve, it,
4: it took him to the championship series. I mean, uh, he's not the Lakers' future, and, and I guarantee you, mm-hmm. <clears throat> coming forth in the future. I was talking to Bill Walton, and Bill Walton was saying, "Hey, this kid's gonna gets injured way too much." So,
0: well, Steve, I mean, let, let me say this and stay on the line for a quick second. So, I was—I don't know if you heard me earlier in the show where I was trying to sell myself as AD is going to be the MVP. No, no, AD is the guy. The last couple of seasons I've done that. Here's the reality. LeBron James, just different class, different world. Even when AD and LeBron are in together, LeBron goes to take a breather. The team is completely different. If the argument, Steve, is AD cannot carry a franchise on his own, um, I, I there are not many LeBron James, so let's not – that conversation and category will not happen so i don't disagree on that part the one thing i will say about ad when it does become his franchise his future yeah he's going to need another player the caliber of anthony davis if they're going to go on and win championships together
4: Need another player or two the caliber of him or better you know this is look lebron the way he looks lebron is ridiculous
0: but lebron is just enough, joke. the way
4: lebron looks as mm-hmm. strong as he is He's the strongest, baddest man mm-hmm. on the court whenever he steps on. Your Steph Currys and, and all these other people, I mean, LeBron should be, have been the MVP you know, of, of every season that he's been playing, just like you know Michael Jordan. But, you know, they give it to this one or that one because it's cute. He can't win every time. But I, I'm telling you that um, I, I truly believe, and I brought this up to you, and, and, and Travis also, and you guys laughed at me, I really think LeBron is going to play Longer for the Lakers than Anthony Davis will, because you know big dogs get hurt a lot. He's a big dog that's always hurt, and you know and I'm not saying today or tomorrow, but you know three, four years down the road when LeBron's still strong, Anthony Davis is probably going to have to retire because he's just too injury prone. Pre- appreciate I you not, calling in. That's what's going to happen.
0: Appreciate you calling in. Thank you, Steve. Listen, I, I get you know you can make an it, the, these are just assumptions, right? Assumption is. Um I know Anthony Davis is 27 28 years old. I know LeBron's 36. So uh yes, what LeBron has done has been absolutely ridiculous. I'm not a big fan of the conversations of you know there there's certain hypotheticals out there. If you want to play a hypothetical game on Anthony Davis and say, "Well, AD can't carry a team on his own to go win a championship." Um tell me who has carried a team on his own to win a championship. And if you want to make the case LeBron has, you're talking about literally one of the top three or four best players to ever play the game. And some people would say, how dare you even think of him in your top three? He should be further up. Or top four, he should be further up. Yeah, there aren't many LeBrons. And we should not be making any comparisons with Anthony Davis and LeBron James because there's no comparison. What you should be saying about Anthony Davis is, like many other superstars in the NBA, they need running mates. They need somebody to go win with. I mean, Magic was winning championships with Kareem, and he was doing it with James Worthy. And go down the list of all these other Hall of Famers who Larry Bird won championships with. Shaq was winning with Kobe, or he was winning with Dwayne Wade. Kobe was winning with Pau Gasol. That's just the way the 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 league is structured. LeBron, even when he won his championship back in 2016, he did it with Kyrie, and he did it with Kevin Love. Um, But there is such a drop-off from LeBron James and whoever was second, and that just shows, you know, obviously LeBron's greatness. Uh, Manuel and Gardena. Manuel, what's going on?
5: Oh, please, stack, Happy 420 to you. Just in case you're not able to smoke on a fat spleef or take a bond rip, I'm going to do it for you,
0: my man. All right? (laughs) Well, thank you. Thank you, Manuel. Thank you for being so uh, concerned. you
5: are the voice of the Los Angeles Lakers. I really appreciate the analysis, you know, bringing on Dell, all the info that you always give us, Lakers fans. So, uh, you know, it's a good job by you, Stack.
0: Appreciate it, man.
5: As you know, I am moving to the beat of a new Drummond, okay? Mm-hmm. I am an Andre Drummond fan. And uh, I'm with you, man. I mean, come on. This guy's already throwing dirt on AD's career. I didn't know he was Craig Oden. My goodness. Can we just like see if he comes back first? I mean, he hasn't even come off the uh, the injured list, have he?
0: He has not. And by the way, uh, last season, uh, you know, obviously played through that entire playoff run. This year, if the Lakers, if the Lakers, uh, maybe I'm wrong on this. And this might not be a bad question to ask in uh, one of these pregames to coach, but. If the Lakers were let's say the timing let, let's say AD went down and it wasn't February it was it was April would he have been able to come back but because they have the luxury of sitting him I think the Lakers were just overly cautious AD was overly cautious wouldn't you be I'd be I'd be I doing exactly see, what the I Lakers was just are doing i
5: say that I was just going to say that I mean it's doubtful he would have come back you know but we're not living in hypotheticals. he is coming back mm-hmm. let's see what he has same thing with LeBron. I mean, I think we just got to get behind this team and believe in Vogel, believe in the moves that has uh, made, and just, say, hey, man, let's go back to back. I don't like the negativity. Well, I... great job. Let me know when you and T Roger are on. Uh,
0: back on oh, tomorrow. Sure. Back on tomorrow. Thank you, Manuel. Appreciate you calling in. Um, I- I'll say this. You know, I, I was uh, having that conversation with uh, Mike Trudell. So Dennis Schroeder tells Trudell after the game on Saturday, he says, When AD and LeBron come back, it's going to be really scary. Okay. All right. Um, I don't know if that's – I don't know if that's – I mean, I I think it's just literally his reaction to thinking, wow, we got all these players plus myself, and we've been freaking doing this without LeBron and Anthony Davis. I was looking at this, and I'm just trying to see here. Okay, Uh, Obviously, I I agree with Dennis Schroeder. How are the Lakers still not the team to beat in the NBA? Tell me a team that has a better chance to win the championship other than the Lakers. By the way, if you disagree with me, great. Make a case. Uh, Tell me why you think there's another team out there that's got a better shot than the Los Angeles Lakers to win a championship this year. Um, And if you're going to bring up health, just make sure you understand there's no team out there that if they're not 100% healthy – uh, will not have a shot to win an NBA champ, or will have a shot to win an NBA championship. If your stars or one of your stars is missing, you're not winning a ring. And that goes with the Lakers as well. That's just how the NBA uh, works. We've seen many different NBA you know, playoff runs over the years. The most recent one back in 2019 where Clay Thompson goes down, KD goes down and then here's the Toronto Raptors hoisting the uh the trophy. Okay, yeah, you're hoisting the trophy, but that's because they got injured, but that's part of the game. There's nothing, you know, nothing you could do about that. LeBron's been in predicaments where his teammates have gone down, been injured and other teams took advantage of it. But if healthy, which you just look at the timing and kind of read through some of the uh read through some of the chatter over the last couple of weeks AD's coming back LeBron James even if LBJ doesn't come back for another couple weeks we're still over 30 days away from the playoff starting so i'm going to go back to this tell me a team that has a better chance to win the championship 877710 ESPN i, I want to look at let's look at some of these threats in each conference okay Got our top NBA stories coming up next, by the way. Brad Turner coming up at 8.30. Uh, We still got a lot of conversations to get into, and I'm going to do that as the show progresses. Um, So this is what I'll say. Let's look at the Western Conference. Lakers just played two games against the Utah Jazz. I know Donovan Mitchell wasn't there. So what's unfortunate, the most unfortunate thing about the three games the Lakers played against the Utah Jazz this season, Lakers were not healthy in all three games, and the Utah Jazz, you know, last two games, no no Donovan Mitchell and the game uh, game on Saturday, I think it was, who was out? Mike Conley was out, Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, go down the list. The Utah Jazz, if somebody wants to make a case that they got a better shot at coming out of the Western Conference than the Lakers, the lack of experience and the lack of star power for the Utah Jazz, to me, is everything. Um Donovan Mitchell is the top 15 player in the league. LeBron and Anthony Davis are the top five players, and LeBron is in a class of his own. Um, you don't have the star power, in my opinion. As great as it is, they move the ball and Joe Ingles throws it to Royce O'Neal and Clarkson coming off the bench and uh Mike Conley is there too. You don't have the star player like the La- the star power that the Lakers do. Um And by the way, it's not like the Utah Jazz have gone through all these experiences over the years this squad has, losing in the playoffs, getting to the Western Conference Finals, and this is just part of the process of evolving. God bless the Utah Jazz, but I thought Trudell said it best. The reason why Utah and the Suns are 1-2 in the Western Conference, it's not because they're the best teams in the West. It's because they've been the healthiest. Now, if that continues and other teams aren't healthy, then they'll benefit from that. Okay, let's look at another team. How about the Los Angeles Clippers? For the Clippers... I really need to see it to believe it. Show us, right? I mean, how can you make a case for the Clippers right now when – they're playing good basketball, by the way. They're playing as good as basketball as anybody in the league, and I'm a big fan of the addition of Rajon Rondo. I think Ty Lue, you know, obviously his championship experience. Chauncey Billups is on the sidelines. Kawhi Leonard has won a championship. But I have not seen the Clippers with that core – put together some type of a run to convince me or convince others that, yeah, the Clippers have a better shot than the Lakers do this upcoming postseason. That is a franchise where uh, I'm I'm not going to have – I don't think you can just have faith in the Clippers. I think you literally have to see that franchise get past the second round to even think that they are truly in that conversation with the best of the best. They're going to have to still prove it. By the way, another big difference between the Lakers and the Clippers – Size, the Andre Drummond Anthony Davis factor will continue to be an issue for the Clippers. Evita Zubats having a nice season. Serge Ibaka's a nice player. Lakers have legitimate big. The front court is so much better than any other front court out there in the NBA. But specifically against the Clippers, it's not really much of a matchup there. So that's why I think the Lakers differ from the Clippers. The Suns, not sold on them. I'm sorry. Uh, too young, too inexperienced, Chris Paul's the absolute man, but everybody else that's on that roster it's not like they have all these you know years of championship experience gone through the the grit and grind Chris Paul has, but none of these other players have. So I'm not as worried about the Phoenix Suns. and then I look at the Eastern Conference in the East, you know, you got the Brooklyn Nets. Um, a lot of people think Brooklyn's going to come out of the East. My question about the Nets, I think they'll come out of the East too. My question about the Nets is can you get a stop? Can you play defense? Do you have enough size? There are legitimate advantages Lakers have over the Brooklyn Nets. And listen, I get it. The Nets, you got three guys that can score anytime. I get all that. It's unbelievable firepower on offense. But what I'm accustomed to, watching the NBA for as many years as I have, You gotta be able to get stops. Tell me who gets stops on the Brooklyn Nets. I don't have that answer. I guess what I'm trying to say, when it's all said and done, uh, I still think the Lakers are the team to beat, and it's no question to me that they're still uh, the team to beat. Can you sit here? Can I sit here and say that? uh, um, You know, obviously, (laughs) I'm a big Laker fan and everything else. Yeah, but I could also be objective. I would be shooting it straight if the Lakers just it didn't look like they had the chemistry or they didn't have, look like they have the talent. Health is going to be the number one concern for the Lakers, but health is also going to be the number one concern for any other team that's out there that's competing for a championship. Top NBA stories coming up next. Thank you for tuning in. Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN.
1: Robert Half research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half.